0: Take five. Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're doing this offseason. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash Football. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby.
1: And I'm Ashley Williams.
0: And Brandon Mary Ann Lee is not here today. It's right. very sad. She is busy having a blast in South Dakota at her husband's family reunion. So and I'm a sure vacay. everybody wishes they were there too. It only took her two full days to get there. Yep. It's 2016. I
1: thought something was, you know. Was and f- flight problems today. Southwest uh, computers went down. And so a bunch of flights were canceled. Um, so anybody traveling today. Sorry, I'm sorry, that's a bummer. We don't work there. Yeah. Ashley
0: does work at the airport, but it's not for airlines. So you're
1: okay. Right. You're I'm t- good. I work in the travel industry. And, uh, <laughs> we're aware of these things. And so that's and buses on
0: airplanes. Yes. <laughs> this is our wide receiver show. Last week we covered the quarterbacks. So if you haven't uh, yet listened to that show, make sure you go over to her fantasy football com or iTunes and listen to The Quarterback Show. Today, we're covering some of the wide receivers. Obviously, wide receivers is very deep. Very, very, very deep. deep. Um, but, yes, we are going to try our best to cover as many as possible. Josh Gordon did go in and talk to um, the commish today. Uh, I don't think anything's going to come out until after season has started. So... He's on you guys. He's hopen, on you.
1: Open the best. Open the best. Though. Cross hopen your fingers. Best. You can
0: draft him whenever you feel good about drafting him. Don't draft him if you don't feel good about it. Totally get it. We can't help you out there. Roger's he went. He went in anything. my
1: draft with the Scott Fishbowl. He was taken.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Well yeah. I mean,
1: I think like everybody. When, was when, was you have, <laughs> when you have 22 picks, you take you know lots of people. You're just like. I'm oh pretty sure God. I drafted
0: somebody who makes fifty thousand dollars a year. I didn't think that was possible, but I'm pretty sure. I mean, right now, I drafted Arian Foster, and he doesn't even have a team. Oh, well, I guess he does now. It's Miami. Miami.
1: Miami. Miami, guys.
0: Exciting news. Arian Foster was signed with Miami for a year deal. I think uh, you drafted him before he was signed. I did draft him. I'm in yeah. hopes that he was going to be s- – I wanted him to go to Detroit, but I will do with Miami. Now I'm backed on this Miami train. Where I'm like, oh. It's screws <laughs> me over every time. Damn 10 at hell. Uh, but let's get into the wide receivers. We're going to start off with a bunch of guys that did not show their faces last year on the field. or, And I'm pretty excited about it. almost this whole entire list. We have Jordy Nelson, Kevin White, Victor Cruz, Calvin Benjamin, and Brashad Perryman. I just added him in because I know Brandon loves him. So shout out to you, Brandon. Which two of these on this list, Ashley, are you the most
1: excited about? Well, Jory Nelson's a given because you know he's such an enormous part of that offense. I mean, the entire offense for the most part imploded last year without him. So his presence was greatly missed. And if you had another Packer last year, you felt that pain. Um so when, when you have a team and there are slot receivers and there's down the field guys, you got the speedsters, you got the guys that will outmuscle a cornerback, they all play a certain part in an offense, you know, and if none of them None of them can do as well as they could do if the other guys aren't on the field playing their part. So, um, and that was a def- big case for Randall Cobb last year. So, a very welcome back to Jordy. Um, so, we're excited for him. And then I'm also pretty excited to see how the chemistry is going to play out with Kelvin Benjamin back. Um, you know, you've got a team who went all the way to the Super Bowl without their top receiver, and they really worked off that kind of next guy up mentality. Um, and, you know, they had guys like Tenkid Junior, Corey Brown, who are not starters this year.
0: Talk about a complete opposite from Jordy Nelson's injury to Calvin Benjamin. Jordy Nelson was on a team with pure talent, complete dominant, mm-hmm. you know, offensive house. And then you have Carolina, who all they had was Cam Newton and Calvin Benjamin. They lose one of the two
1: and go to the, don't Super, make it Bowl. the Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: You just don't know which one you're going to get. You don't well, know. Most-
1: you don't know. I so, saw, you know, Devin Funches and Kelvin Benjamin are the guys this year. They're the starters, right? But as we said, last year, they, they wrote it with Ted Ginn and Corey Brown. So, you know, I'm going to be intrigued to see, you know, they didn't get to work together last year in terms of Funches and Benjamin. And I want to see, they got to start ground zero with Cam Newton in terms of building that chemistry on the field. So I think they can do it and they could be scary good, but... I'm not ruling out Ted Ginn and Corey Brown having some presence on this team either though.
0: Me neither. Ted yeah. Ginn is low, but he got 10 touchdowns last year. Well, he can't forget about that. Um, I'll talk about, I'll go get into Ted Ginn jr. A little bit later, but yeah, rumor is that there's going to be a revo- wide receiver by committee in, in Carolina. Uh, I'm hoping that's just the hype. Right. That's just people talking down yeah. Calvin Benjamin and you can get him for a better price. And then Calvin Benjamin becomes the star. Let's just hope. Um, and of course, I'm for sure excited about Jordy Nelson. There's no question. It's very exciting. If he comes to me, I will draft him. I'm not gonna miss him. Um, but I'm really excited about Kevin White, which is so weird because like I'm not a Chicago Bears fan. Um, I tend to not draft Bears. Even Forte, I didn't draft because So in such close quarters with Jay Cutler, I just felt like (laughs) at any point that might rub off, you know, yeah, it's just, you know, it's not, it's a scary scene. So, um, but I don't want people to forget about him. He did miss the whole season last year and it was his rookie season. Um, but he was drafted right there with Amari Cooper two years ago, guys, right there. He has all the potential in the world. He's a six foot three, 215 pound man that runs a 40 and 4.35. I mean, he's a beast. And again, like the Green Bay Packers, the whole game's back. The whole Whole game's back. Last season, Eddie Royal and Alshon Jeffrey missed seven games, and Marquise Wilson missed five. I mean, they were dropping wide receivers as bad as San Diego. So I think that this is going to be the year. I'm excited. I'm excited for Kevin White, and I'm drafting him when I can. There you go a few players going into this season that are dealing with injuries just a side note real fast Sammy Watkins and Julian Edelman are both dealing with foot and injuries and might not be in preseason so um keep an eye on them constantly you guys Sammy Watkins is dropping down in the rankings pretty fast Which Could be good for you Could, could be good. good it could if you, the value's there guys if he's amazing for 14 games do you really care about the other two Nope you know if the value is there it doesn't matter um here is our list of our top 20 wide receivers make sure you go over to her to get all of our rankings and our full wide receiver rankings but here are our top 20 i'll tell you now antonio brown odell beckham jr julio jones des bryant and number five is deandre hopkins we have aj green Allen robinson jordy nelson alshon jeffrey and closing out the top 10 is brandon marshall and we have Mike Evans, Mari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, Demarius Thomas, Sammy Watkins, T.Y. Hilton, Calvin Benjamin, Julian Edelman, and Doug Baldwin finishing off the top 20. Ashley, anyone on this list you're going to be okay with just saying bye, bye, Felicia, not drafting you?
1: I don't know if it's my new, Rus- you know, acceptance of Russell Wilson uh, since I'm on a kick of being nice in these days um but keenan allen he might be my new russell wilson somewhat somewhat irrational hate somewhat rational it's about a 50 50 on that you know i don't know if it's because he's injury prone or if he's on a subpar team with a terrible offensive line who has a hard time you know giving rivers enough time for the place to develop maybe it's because his surrounding cast of receivers have been less than intriguing or threatening or maybe, just maybe, it's for the fact that he has barely fallen into the top 50 wide receivers the past two years. Barely. We're talking like ranks in like the 46 the last two years. He's
0: only played eight games last year.
1: I know, but he's, oh, that's what I'm saying. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. Now, yes, maybe you yeah. can plug him and have a decent game when he's there, but for me, where I have to get him, what I have to spend to get him, is not worth it i'm not saying he's not a talented guy he's got a chance for a huge season he certainly does i just can't pass another guy on this list up to get him when he hasn't been able to produce the last two years and yes part of it is injury but to me it may sound crazy but i would rather take travis benjamin because at least i feel like i didn't overspend for him and i can get him a lot lower i mean you have to get you can get travis benjamin in the 12th or 13th round whereas you have to get kian allen in the second or third and for me I'd rather take a Benjamin in a much lower slot.
0: Keenan Allen had 725 yards and four touchdowns in eight games with that weak offense of San Diego. You were talking about, but he only plays eight games. I'm just saying, I'm just he. That was the fewest amount of games he's had since he started. He's still young. It's
1: only like you're going to pass up Jordy Nelson, who's going to consistently play at least 14 games. No. No, I'm not going to pass up Jordy
0: Nelson. But I would say that yeah. San Diego has a bad defense, which is only going to be positive for Keenan Allen because they're going to be in shootouts. They're going to have to score points because their defense is so bad.
1: They right? are, but he's going to get hurt. He may not get hurt. He will get hurt. I will I will make a bet right now he's going to get hurt, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Listen. I mean, like it's just the reality of the fact he's going to get hurt.
0: Okay. The bottom ten, you have. Keenan Allen who gets hurt, Sammy Watkins who gets hurt, T. Y. Hilton who gets hurt, Calvin Benjamin who gets hurt, Julian Edelman who gets hurt. They all get hurt. They all get hurt. We have to get over it. They're playing get a over tough, it. tough contact sport. They all get hurt. We—it's just the risk. I—I I, I see your value thing, but he's going into this year healthy. It it can happen. It can happen. Just saying. And for me, I really don't like that Sammy Watkins isn't healthy yet. Like it really bothers me. And it really worries me that he is not yet back. Uh, He has a delicious schedule this year, like a delicious schedule. And it's kind of one of those things too. Like I'm almost risking Robert Woods because he's low. The value is just like out of control for him. Because he will be the number one wide receiver if Sammy Watkins goes down or can't play the first two games. Because right now he's on pace to play the first game, but really, <coughs> any setbacks, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. It's it's dicey for me. Give me your dynamic duo if you could have, get two of these wide receivers, Ashley. Well, I no, you s- can't pick
1: Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham. I was going to say, I'm going to assume that I should treat this like a real draft and know that I cannot get – Top, you know, two of the top yes. five guys. Um, Not to say that you couldn't, actually, if you are in a league where, you know, the first few selections are wide receivers and everybody else goes quarterback, running back, that does happen. But for the sake of assuming that's not the case, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown because he is as solid as it comes, and Jordy Nelson. Nelson's technically in the eighth spot, so I can pick him. Now, Nelson was tied for the second highest scoring wide receiver in 2014. So, depending on the league that you're in, if People are looking at last year's stats, Jordy will fall a little bit, and it's probably honestly why he's in the eighth slot because based on stats, he should be much higher than eight. So, you do already have good value for him based on that fact alone, right there. Um, you know, and what the problem is is that Nelson's are he's tied for second with Demarius Thomas for in 2014, but the other guys like Brian Marshall and Demarius Thomas they have a really volatile quarterback situation going on right now, and so we don't, you know, I don't want to put my Trust in that. I'd rather put someone in Jordy who obviously has got a Super Bowl MVP throwing to him. So Plus, again, like I said, an eighth is great value for him because he's a top five wide receiver. There you go. You know, I have to say that
0: I, too, am going to pick Antonio Brown, who's <laughs> not going to pick the number one guy off the list. Um, but the Giants' schedule isn't bad either. Uh, I was so, so, I was o- torn with OBJ. Very close. And Julio's Julio. And I'm not going to lie. It's not bad staring at him all day on Sunday either. Makes it a little better too. But, so I'm going to take Antonio Brown. And then, I, you know what? A.J. Green, to me, I think yeah. it might sneak into the top three wide receivers this year Come when it's all said and done. And, you know, it's, again, delicious, delicious schedule for a wide receiver. I mean, he's got a great schedule. He's, you know, a guy who stays healthy. Ashley, I, I out of his last four years, he's played the 16 games, um, 10 touchdowns. You know, I, he sees the targets, he sees the yards. I just think that um, he could be, with Tyler Eifert out for a few weeks, I think yep. it's just like money, money. Marvin Jones is gone. Just give it to me. Give me AJ. He's the, the guy. He's, he's the, the guy. <laughs> he's, he's the one. All right, after our our top 20 wide receivers comes some wide receiver twos and a few more wide receiver ones. But some of the wide receiver twos on the list are Randall Cobb at 21, Eric Decker at 23, Manuel Sanders at 28, Alan Hearns at 29. I mean, if you could have just one of these awesome wide receiver twos, which one is it going to be?
1: Normally I would go with the ever-trusty Eric Decker. But until I have Any clue who will actually be throwing him the ball, I can't rely on him. And I sadly have to say the same for Emmanuel Sanders as he is in the same boat. So this leaves me with Randall Cobb, which I feel good about. You know, Cobb had a rough season last year, um, but he was double teamed. And with the absence of Jordy, you know, he was asked to do things that aren't really in his wheelhouse. You know, he is a number two. Plain and simple, and his number two role still produces more than many teams' number one guys. So that's not an insult saying he's a number two in the team. That That's just his the role that he plays on that team. And in 2014, when both Jordy and Cobb were healthy, they ended the season as the second highest scoring receiver and the sixth, the sixth as a number two guy. So out of all the wide receiver twos, this unit of Rogers, Nelson, and Cobb is obviously the most stable. Uh, and everyone else around them, you know, compared to you know the situation in Denver the situation with the Jets um even the situation in Jacksonville because Alan Hearns is a great option but you know as you mentioned the defense in previous shows the defense is better so be a little less time for the offense on the field so for that I'm going to go with you know Cobb and I feel I feel good about
0: it. yeah I mean R- Randall Cobb better redeem himself from last year being the number one guy I and mean, yeah. that was it's not his role it's not his role he's it's not, not his, his role. role it's not so he needs to take back his role and be the best at it. I mean, cameo isn't bad. All right? Being the funny guy in the movie is not that bad. So just do a good job. Be funny. That's, you know, it's, it's kind of crucial. Um, and I agree. Eric Decker, I mean, if Fitz is in, Eric Decker is my man all day. I'm taking Eric Decker.
1: I think I'm taking Eric Decker regardless, but um, definitely he's more. He's, Decker because Decker's in the slot, so he's going to get more looks at Brandon Marshall depending if it's Gino or – Christian Hackenberg. Well, you know, Gino spent all summer
0: practicing with the big dogs this, this year. So, I mean, he's still Gino. I'm not saying that like all of a sudden now he's Tom Brady, but I, you know,
1: but there's been no no talk between the Jets and Fitzpatrick in a month. I know it's so bad. It's so bad. And he's not even talking to Brandon Marshall. He probably got responded. But look how bad it got between
0: Vaughn and, and, and Elway, Vaughn Miller and Elway. And they got it done. That's true. They got it done.
1: Um, but you're also talking about the Super Bowl MVP versus the journeyman of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, he's so fabulous. I was almost like, well, I won't say it out loud because people will judge me for it,
0: but I wish Fitzy would have became uh, Broncos. Let's just Oh, say. I was hoping for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, it didn't happen. Yeah. But I- I'm going to be just t- intrigued to see if that heats up. But, you know, I mean, Fitz, I think, is completely fine just being like, yeah, I'm done. Duh. Yeah. So that's what makes it really interesting. But I do agree. Derek has got a better shot than most because of he is in the slot. Um well, he, and he has been working year, all season.
0: Yeah. He, not, not, he had the not, same thing Cobb had two years ago where he was the number one wide right receiver and he didn't tanked. work out. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was bad because he is a number wide rec- he's a wide receiver too. And that's his role. And he excels in it. Excels.
1: Yeah, so you got Marshall healthy, so that helps.
0: Yeah. Um. All right, it's time to talk about the hype guys. These are my favorite ones, the ones everybody on all the networks just can't stop talking about. They think they're so fabulous. Um, So players that might be going higher than their actual value or what their real potential is, or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they're going to be in the top 20. We have Devontae Parker going at 30. We have him ranked at 34. Corey Coleman at 39. Sterling Silver, Sterling Shepard, excuse me, at 41, and... Um, Richard Matthews at fifty five. Ashley, which unknown are you drafting?. <laughs> da,
1: da, da, da this is a tough one for me out of these guys I'm drafting Sterling Shepard I love that he has OBG to work with and model himself after uh you know he was universally accepted as one of the t- best prospects out of the draft this year I like that he has a steady quarterback in Eli and I use that term relatively in terms of steady <laughs> compared to the rest <laughs> of the people on this list let's be clear relative yeah. um but unlike Corey Coleman who's in Cleveland Eli's steady right that's all I'm saying there but you know, and I like that he's already impressed in OTAs that he's being listed as a starter. A lot of these guys that they were they're being drafted, you know, are these again these hype prospect guys, and they're listed like third, fourth on the depth chart, whereas Sterling Shepard is listed as the starter. So I like the fact that there's this vote of confidence before training camp has even started. I mean, he's gotten this vote just through OTAs, and I'm going to follow suit and put my vote in him. Love it, Ashley.
0: I'm going to go Corey Coleman. I'm going to go Cleveland. I think the Cavs winning the championship is a huge turnaround for the whole darn city. The whole city and Corey is the number one wide receiver. Unlike any of these other guys, he is the legit number one wide receiver. He's got no competition. He's in Cleveland. If Travis Benjamin can do it with all of his craziness of quarterbacks, surely Corey Coleman, who's a freak of an athlete can do it. I like, Coleman. so I love Coleman. And I just feel like what great value for a number one wide receiver. I mean, yes, he's a rookie, but you drafted a lot higher for Amari. You know, like give me a break. I mean, it is Cleveland, but we did get Travis Benjamin out of him. We did get Varnage out of Cleveland in the last year. So they're on the up and up. They're on the up and up.
1: So I positive right there.
0: It is. It is positive. I watched the documentary, Cleveland Believeland. Did you? did you watch it? <laughs> I did not. cleveland believe Is this because mm-hmm. of the championship? 30 for 30 ESPN. It's like an wow. hour and a half. Uh, yeah. It's good. It's like a good it. show. It just really talks about how Cleveland's just like a complete mess and how close they get to the championship in all their sports and they just couldn't do well, it. It's so, been a while in Cleveland since it got I fell asleep before LeBron James brought back the trophy, I'm not going to lie. But I watched the majority of the documentary. It was very good. Very, very good. <laughs> <laughs> you knew how uh, it ended.
1: It's like the OG. I knew how it ended. It, yeah. Like I, watched, I watched I watched the dark game. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. I got it. I got it. Uh we're going to do our quick quick one, uh quick questions. Um we rank 95 guys on our site at herfantasyfootball.com. Um so I'm going to go into some of our sleepers and sleepers are real sleepers. They're not like oh, you know, um uh, golden Tate. Okay. He's a sleeper. Okay. He's in the top 40. He's on sleeper. Top 30. We break. Um, we're talking about like sleepers here. Yeah. So we're going to get into it. We're going to have a little fun. Uh, again, try to keep two sentences if you can. So we're back on this fantasy Island. We're going to do this for all of our positions. We're back on our fantasy Island and you can only draft
1: one Tori Smith or Steve Smith senior, Ashley. I should probably say Tory Smith, but I'm going to go with Steve Smith senior. He has more fire and surprises in him in my opinion, and if I'm going to go down with a ship, then I'm going down with Triple S.
0: Triple S, Triple S. I agree. This is a tough one for me because I actually really like Tori Smith this year. I do too. I, I think, think for his be value, it is out of control. I think he may have one <laughs> of the best year, one of the best years of his career. So, um I'm into him, but I'm going to go with Steve Smith Sr. too, because even though I know him? I'm not going to get a whole season out of him, what I'm going to get out of him is going to be crazy good. Um, and I just think it's going to be uh, enjoyable and I, I'm into it. I'm, I want that. All right. Travis Benjamin or Vincent Jackson.
1: I'm going to go with Travis Benjamin. Um, you know, the fact that Keenan Allen will draw a double team, this should open Benjamin up. So I really like that. And we've already discussed why we like Travis Benjamin in this show.
0: Yeah, I mean, he definitely has the better quarterback. San Diego throws the ball a lot, um, you know, and if you're good in Cleveland, you can be good anywhere. That's true. Uh, Rashard Matthews or Mohamed Sanu?
1: This one was really hard for me. This was the one that took me the longest to, like, think about. Because, you know, Courtney sends us kind is of the note really This is really close. But it's not a time which like so we can think about and be like, who do I want? I went with Rashard Matthews. Not because I think he is better per se but for the fact that Sanu is not Roddy White and Atlanta has not had a decent wide receiver two since Roddy and no wide receiver two does well in the Shanahan offense, as we have mentioned before on her show, I had to throw Shanahan in there for Brandon since she is not here to get her jab in. Love you, Brandon. Love for you. For that, Matthews, for the pure fact that he's not Atlanta. Yeah, I mean,
0: this is going to be a year for Matt Ryan to like bounce back. So, he I have to, he has to, right? And he has to use one more, one, he has to use more than one wide receiver to do that. So, I'm going to go Muhammad Sanu. I think the talent is there for Sanu, I think the team setup is there for him. I know it's not ideal play calling, but I think like the whole dynamic is there that they could have a really strong offense with two wide receivers if they let them. I liked what Sanu did, you know, in Cincinnati. When you give him the chance, I think he can be really successful. He was under so much, many people, you know, with Jones and and AJ. I feel like this is his chance. He only
1: has Julio. I mean, he is used to playing with a top-five receiver in the fact that he was with AJ Green and somewhat similar styles between him and Julio Jones. Yeah. Um, so Sanu's got a shot. He's definitely different than any wide receiver, too, they've had. He's not at all... Um, You know the running game is different in Atlanta than it than it is in Cincinnati.
0: Um, They like to run a lot, you know, in Atlanta. But I just feel like I think Sanu can do it. That was more than two sentences. I'm sorry,
1: Terrence Williams or Pierre Garcon. Pierre Garçon, I, I still have to believe that he's coming back. and I might be completely irrational, and this might just be me, like, reminiscing the it? days of old and just wanting <laughs> Pierre Garçon to do well. You know, just like, wanting it is possible. I'm not going to rule that out. But, you know, they finally have a quarterback to work with that they believe in, that they have, you know, we obviously went through, I don't know how many quarterback was the past few years with the Redskins, which just really does affect all the energy for the entire team. And, of course, I'm going to say more than two sentences as well. But, you know, That's with okay. – With Jackson Hurt last year, again, we've got that classic situation of Garcon is a wide receiver too. And he didn't get to be that because his wide receiver one wasn't truly in the mix, so he wasn't able to operate as he needed to in his wide receiver two. With Jackson back, I think Garcon could have a better season because now you've got Kirk Cousins and Jackson. You've got the unit. You've got the core of what you need to actually get that offense rolling. So I think this could be the year he bounces back because if he doesn't, I'm going to have to give a vote that he's going to bounce back. I don't want to do that. I
0: know. It's so sad. I'm looking up this. Uh, I want to see what this person has to say about this. Because this one to me is is uh, both of these players have burned people, right? Like we all drafted Terrence Williams thinking like last year was going to be like such like a dynamite offense that it was going to be like Green Bay and Cobb and Williams. I mean, Williams isn't Cobb, but um, – but it wasn't that, but – No.
1: Granted, no. Romo is
0: out, but – Well, and I always – now that he got the same injury twice in a row, I think in my head, like, is it going to be three times? Is it going to be four times? Like, can you I, – I don't know. Tony Romo, to me, this is, like, just waiting to die on the field. It scares me. But I think I'm going to go with Terrence Williams because – I know, I know, and I am a huge Kirk Cousins fan. So this is nothing against the quarterback situation, but it's an easy schedule. The offense is really healthy, and the defense is so bad that they're gonna have to throw the ball. You know, like they're gonna have to, because the defense is so bad, and they've been, and they're so injured. And the running game now, you know, Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott is there, is only going to spread the field. You know, everybody's gonna be double teaming Des Bryant. Terrence is gonna be there. If he can stay inbound, he does do some really awesome catches. If he can stay inbound and catch the ball, and they give him the opportunity, I think Terrence Williams can do it. All right, Stevie Johnson or Ted Ginn Jr.?
1: <sighs> the addition of Travis Benjamin is a situation problem because Stevie Johnson will not get as much playing time or looks, whereas Ginn Jr. Has more upside because Funches is not yet proven. And as you said earlier, we got a potential wide receiver by committee, which I actually don't think is really going to be the case. I'm sure they'll probably run a lot of three wide receiver sets. And I think Ginn will get that nod before Corey Brown to some extent. Although Corey Brown has, was, was really good last year. But I mean, they've got options. And I just think Ginn Jr. is going to be involved more. There's just more upside because, again, we don't know where we're getting with Funchess, Whereas Benjamin's at least somewhat proven himself.
0: Yeah, I know Tegan Jr. dropped a few balls at the end of the season, and it was very. But he always upsetting does. A he always does. That's Ken Jr. But everybody does. Everybody does. When I start looking back at the, all these games, and I'm just really watching, I'm like, everybody drops balls. I mean, look at Fleener. I mean,
1: Well, that was amazing. On.
0: That was such a good. Someone tweeted us at at her fantasy FB and was like, "This is why I don't." Draft Fleener and it's like him open field, nobody around him. He just drops.
1: How him. many times have you 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 cannot watch Fleener when you draft? him? Yeah, don't yeah. ever watch his game. No, you don't you do it. Don't do it to you yourself. Can't.
0: But he, but what people don't see when they're watching Ted Ginn Jr. is that for every four balls that he catches, one of them is in the end zone. It's he had matters. 44 targets and 10 touchdowns last year. Like, hello. Lou, if you give him the opportunity, he's going to do something with it. So I just feel like that to me just like blows him way out, you know. Um, and I, you know, I think I've ranked him too low. I think I need to bump him up, I'm gonna bump him up even more. I bumped him up a little bit this last week. I'm going to bump him up next week, guys. Robert cautiously Woods. Cautiously bumping. Cautiously bumping before you know it, he's going to be at 30.
1: Just Doubtful. We wouldn't do that to you.
0: Oh, uh, Robert Woods or Devonte Adams.
1: I'm going to go with Robert Woods for the fact that, you know, we already have a lot of targets in Green Bay. Um, and I think that this is the year that Woods steps up and the team really solidifies a real spot for him because, and especially you said beforehand, Sammy is injured he does have a history of getting injured, and, and I think this really just puts Woods in a really good position to be kind of a stable figure in that receiving core. Watkins is a spark, but Woods will be the reliable guy.
0: Yeah, and I feel like he really showed that he had that connection with Tyra Taylor last year. Yeah. like They, they, they had that chemistry um, in that schedule. Again, I mean, it's nice. It's nice. Devontae Adams had every opportunity last year to show what he could be made of, and he just didn't. He really just didn't. So sad. kind of feel bad for him because I know he was injured and playing through some of it, but but I feel it is. All right, Ashley, this is a tough one. Brandon LaFell or Brandon LaFell. (laughs) And I only do this because I'm the only one who's for Brandon LaFell, so I'm not even going to answer this question. I'm just going to make Ashley answer it.
1: Cause you know I've been kind of anti Lafell, but you'll be surprised because yes. I actually picked him up. <laughs> I did. I picked him up, did and I, I, convince I felt, you? Be honest, did I convince well, you a little bit? Well, well I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes, to so, some extent, but <laughs> I got such good value for him. I got him as my 19th pick. That's What 19th. I'm saying, 19th. So I'll take. He's a starting wide receiver. That's what I'm saying. He's the starting wide receiver too, n- next to AJ Green. So, how I'm able to get a starting wide receiver with my 19th pick on a 12-team league Literally, in an this
0: offense is, that has proved to have successful wide wide receiver twos,
1: and not just not. And this is a league. Okay, it's 12 teams. Expert league. Scott Fishbowl, and you have again 22 roster spots, but you can only pick quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. There's no defenses. There's no kickers. It is all specialty position and I still was able to get this guy insanely low. So yeah, I'll take that value all day long. I'm not gonna take him crazy high. But 19th, yeah. You better believe it.
0: But people like think like, oh, like I'm not gonna take this guy. Well, if he falls to you take in out. the right spot, don't be no don't be naive just because you don't like the guy. I mean, come on. We've all gone on that date just because we're trying to be nice, you know? Well, like-
1: and that's a good point, too, because I sit there and sometimes I feel bad because I'll completely rip a player apart on this show, and then I end up drafting him. And then I have to laugh myself like, Ashley, why'd you do that? But then I think to myself, it's because he dropped so low the value change because where he was ranked before, I may have found to be ridiculous. But when he drops to me in a position that actually is realistically where he should be, then, yeah, it's good value, and then I'll take him. Then I'm not going to hate him for it. No.
0: No, absolutely not. I mean, it's crazy that I, I, it, it's all about the offense and the defenses that they play. And if they're in an offense that can be successful to them, that's why I always had a problem with the, with the running backs in Miami. It's like they just don't want to give them the ball. So it's, it's very frustrating to me. All right, we're going to hop to Twitter really fast before we finish this show up. We're going to ask a few questions. Ashley, um, at underscore the ace of spades, our guy, Bob. Is there a quarterback on the Broncos roster that can make D. Thomas and E. Sanders good enough to keep the O effective?
1: Ashley, what do you think? I really struggle with this one because, A, it's personal because it's a Broncos question. Um, (laughs) Who I I saw in Manning, and I got upset, right, because I – I'm frustrated by this quarterback situation. And then I met a work conference and Peyton Manning was the featured speaker. And I was just like, I love you. Why'd you retire? <laughs> I
0: mean, he so needed to
1: retire, obviously. Like, um, retire. I think there is. To, uh, they clearly don't have the faith in Sanchez or Sanchez would already be declared the starter. So we basically know that that's, that's a bad situation. Then you've got Trevor Simeon who technically actually is being the one who says may start week one um, who was a seventh round pick, uh, that no one really had any confidence. Although quite honestly, in the beginning of the season, we even said, why not stick with Trevor, give Trevor a shot. Cause he actually looked decent last preseason He he played one NFL game. And that's what everyone's ragging on is a fact is how can you put your entire offense in the hands of a guy who's played one game, but then you've got Paxton Lynch who's played no NFL games. And then the argument is, well, Paxton Lynch has got a better collegiate career. Well, who cares to some extent, the NFL is a different beast. So the question really is for me, not whether someone's capable, but what decision they're going to make. Because obviously if you drafted Paxton Lynch and you're not confident in Sanchez and Trevor Simian is not the future that you want, then you're going to start Paxton Lynch and you're just going to roll the dice and have a bad season. Not bad season, but not a great season. In which case your value for Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders incredibly drops. And it's why I'm not picking any of them up right now. Uh, in this, like, for example, in this draft, because we just had a draft and it's OTA. We haven't even seen any preseason. I can't justify picking up a Bronco right now because we have no clue at all who the quarterback's going to be or how that's going to play into the receivers. So for me, as of right now, no, there's no value for them to me to pick them because there's other guys around them with a bit more clear um, prediction on how they're going to do that year, that season. But come in you know, a month from now, I may be saying, hey, you know what? Manuel Sanders got some value. They're not the deep ball of Marius Thomas, but Sanders in the slot's going to do okay. But right now, I can't. Right now, I'm not going to him.
0: Yeah, I say screw it. I say I say draft him. I think the value is there. I like what? Oh my god! Do you know Demarius Thomas got 13, over 1,300 yards last year? And yes, only six touchdowns, but over 1,300 yards, and that was a poop tastic offense last year. I mean, talk about no consistency with the quarterbacks. I mean, Peyton Manning wasn't even consistent compared to himself at all. Not even close. That is a valid
1: point. And Barack he has a
0: mom coming out of prison. He got a, was a big
1: contract year. Yeah, but he's got the grandma. You know? He's got the grandma situation pleading for Obama and now uh, releases grandma. But they're not going to release grandma. I know, but it's been another potential drama. But you do well, make a valid point that they really had inconsistent quarterback play last year and he still was able to get 1,300 yards. Yes. Really
0: inconsistent play. And he dropped a lot of balls. And he was very frustrated. Talk about a guy who was very frustrating to watch because you paid high for him last year. Right? I know, but right? I know.
1: he didn't even You're fall in the top 10 to last pay. year. But he was second in 2014.
0: He was very close to the top 10 last year, right? He's it close. was just those touchdowns. If he can that. get in the end zone just a, two more times – Worth the pick. I mean, give me a break. He is he. We have him
1: ranked fifteenth. He's worth fifteen.
0: So that that value to me is we have him
1: ranked low compared to other sites. No,
0: I have him ranked higher compared to other sites.
1: You've ranked higher.
0: I have him ranked higher than compared to other sites. I bumped him up this week because I was like, you know what? Screw this. He got way more yards. He just it looked bad. It looked bad. That's all. It just looked bad last year. It wasn't as bad as it was. And if he could just find the end zone two more times, it wouldn't be that bad. Um, on ADPs, he's the 17th wide receiver off the board. Going in late third round. Well, the value that's, that's is there, right? The I mean, that is, is a good value. And Marcus Sanchez made it to the
1: to you know the playoffs. You know, he's not the worst. It's not the worst, but you don't think that Brock, having been in the system, knowing how the system worked, is more of an advantage than Sanchez. And the grand simian has been in the system, but Paxton Lynch is a rookie.
0: Bye, Brock. I, I hope he implodes in Houston. See you later. Love you, DeAndre. I wish you all the best of luck, and I know you're quarterback-proof, so it's
1: great, because Osweiler is going to go down in flames. Right. Well, we're That's gonna agree. my guess. We're going to agree. Harris Thomas has got value, so pick him up. Definitely – at 17.
0: That's right. At 17. All right. Our trusty boy Andrew at Andrew 892. Um, better number two wide receiver to target um number two on their NFL teams, obviously. Marcus Wheaton or Sterling Shepard. And when do you draft them? Um, I know Ashley had mentioned that she likes Shepard, and that's fine. I'm not like against Shepard or anything. Um I kind of think Wheaton's going to have a good year this year. I kind of feel like it's again, that kind of everybody. I mean, I would draft. I would nice. Draft
1: over Sterling.
0: I think so. I think just so. The fact
1: that uh, I believe in like-
0: Victor Cruz, man? I believe in Victor Cruz. I saw the video he posted the other day about him running routes and slicing stuff. And I just, I believe in him. I really want him to be successful again this well, year.
1: Well, I would say that is that is for me the outlier factor there because i I don't love wide res- r- rookie wide receivers, first of all, because it's incredibly tough to learn all the routes. Um, Not get hurt, and and, and more yeah. than anything, they have to adjust the most to speed, right? Because being open in college is far different than being open in the NFL. Um, right and and the precision the time that you have to have your quarterback it's just a different beast it just really is and so I'm more comfortable with rookie running backs than I am rookie wide receivers so I like Wheaton better for that matter and just as you said you've got the Victor Cruz factor that ultimately he knows that offense I'm the offense could change because we've got a different coach but he's got the chemistry he He, he works with Eli you never know it's good to go on but he's a he's an outlying factor that you just Makes me a ner- little nervous about Sterling Shepard if I had to compare the two. So I would go Wheaton. Uh,
0: yeah, I agree. And I think uh, ninth round is really the soonest you should take him. I wouldn't reach into the eighth round personally. I would, you know, make other moves than that. Um, from Tyler Bileski, uh, Bigger sleeper, Muhammad Sanu or Marvin. Jones, Bigger Bust, Allen Robinson, or Des Bryant? So who's going to be better? Who's going to be the biggest sleeper, Sanu or Jones? I
1: don't know. That's a toss-up on that one. I mean, I love Jones, but what you leaning? What you leaning, Court?
0: I think I'm leading I think I'm leading to Jones because I I I think Detroit's gonna look a lot different now with Megatron gone, Golden Tate and Jones taking it on. Detroit's it's a very new team, but I think it might be beneficial to somebody like Marvin Jones. I think he's a freak athlete. I do. I think he's a freak athlete. I think that, you know, I'm into him. I don't know. That's a tough
1: one. What do you think? I'm going to lean Marvin Jones as well because both of them have both fulfilled a wide receiver two slot when they were in Cincinnati and Jones historically performed a little bit better. So I also like, I think there's a better chance for him to get more balls than Sanu as well between the Tate Jones combo versus Julio Jones, Sanu combo. Plus you got the Shanahan effect in Atlanta. (laughs) Um, Shanahan. And I actually think Stafford's going to be good this year. So I – I'd go Marvin Jones. Now the, well, the next question was biggest bust, biggest Alan bust. Robinson or does Bryant? Yeah. Mm.
0: I think – for me, I think it's Alan Robinson. I just don't think that he can – that Jacksonville can repeat that on offense with the the new the emphasis on defense that they've had. I love that Alan Hearns is healthy this year, like completely healthy, not like questionable about whether he's gonna play or not every Sunday. Um you know, they have a running back situation going on now. I think that I just think that I don't think Allen Robinson's gonna be bad, but I just don't think that he's gonna be able to pull out the numbers in the, that he did last year. Um, but Des Bryant, I mean, like, one bad thing happens to that offense,
1: and that thing's totally imploded. Yeah, that's <laughs> – you know, I, I have more confidence, I guess, in the Jacksonville's offense to be able to pull something together. I just – I feel like Tony Romo's going to fall apart this year again and not in, like, a – the classic way where Tony could never seem to pull it out and you can never close a deal to get the playoff style. Not in that way. And like, I'm legitimately nervous again about his collarbones and his general health. Um, and I think they're going to have a much more run focus because of that. I think the team is also nervous and they don't have a great, you know, backup situation still. So I, uh, that's what I was just looking at. I'm like, who's, is, is more? <laughs> you know, it's not, not ideal not, it's not ideal. Deal. It's so, not
0: ideal. Get hassle back, guys. Get him back out of retirement.
1: Go and I just, them. you know, I just, <laughs> oh, just Does had do a, a rough year last year. So I'm going to say Des. It's tough. That's a tough one. That's a good question.
0: Very good question. Well, that does it for us guys. That's our wide receiver show. Uh, Brandon will be back next week when we cover the running backs. Um, we'll hopefully record on our proper day, Wednesday night. Fingers crossed. That's the plan. Uh, but yes, yeah, so make sure you hop over to her subscribe to us so you can get our rankings, see what we're doing this offseason, chat with us at her Fantasy football, or excuse me, at her Fantasy FB on Twitter and on Facebook slash her Fantasy football. Um, we are pretty active on Twitter, you guys. So go ahead and come talk to us, ask us our questions. We have our own personal handles: yep. at Courtney her FFB, at Ashley her FFB, and at Brandon her FFB. So and hit us up. We love to talk. And Ashley and Brandon have been snapchatting. I've done too. I think feel really <laughs> impressed, but they're not very exciting. I don't. They didn't talk or anything. <laughs> but I'm trying to get inspired by it. So much the social media <laughs> area. So much. So, so much. M- overwhelming. You can also follow us on Instagram at Her Fantasy FB. Um, We're there as well. So awesome. Until next time, guys, no more faking it.